Hey, good morning, Christ Center Nation. Welcome to Christ Center Online. I'm so happy that you're here today. I'm glad that you are uh, plugged in as we are unlocking more in our lives. Listen, um, like, I, I'm asking that you like and share and invite somebody to be a part of this. And I want to say welcome to all of our new Christ Center Nation uh, members. Welcome to the Christ Center Nation platform. We're happy that you're here today. Listen, um, did you get a chance to give? If not, the giving information is on the screen, is in the chat, and uh, we appreciate your love and your uh, generosity toward what's happening here at Christ Center Church. Okay, let's go to the word because last week I started a sermon entitled um, The Lessons and the Unlocking. And so this is going to be part two of that because I didn't get a chance to finish it. But um, if you were not here, I want you to go out to our, our social media platforms. We're on um, YouTube and Facebook, and you can go to Apple Podcasts to hear part one of this and the first two talks in this Unlocking More series. But I want to read the text to you because we'll jump in and um, I want you to be caught up and at least have some context. So. Luke chapter 1, we'll read uh, seven verses here, and here's what it says. I'm starting at verse 5. It says, There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judah, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. Verse seven says, but they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and they both were well advanced in years. So it was that while he was serving as the priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he uh, went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, do not fear, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you shall call his name John. So for our scripture reading today, hey, let's jump back in to part two of the message, the lessons and the unlocking. Let's go there. I'll see you later. Here is where we miss it. Um, if his serving was connected to the temple itself and the leaders in the temple, he might not would have served because, again, at any day, they could have been telling him, hey, you don't have no son. We get ready to kick you out of here. We have to excommunicate you from the faith because of the, the law. The tenets of the Jewish faith says you have to have a son. So if, if he was all about serving because it was the temple, I don't know. But what he teaches us is my service is connected to my belief in God. So let me ask you this. Why are you not serving? Is it because you don't believe in God? Well, I believe that if I'm preaching to you and you're actually watching, then that means you must be on this platform because you halfway believe, halfway at least. 
But he says, I do what I do for God. This is not for people. Hear me. Paul writes, whatever we do, we have to do it or we have to work as unto the Lord. People, I want you to remember this, that when we serve, we serve out of our commitment to God. You don't serve out of your commitment to me. You don't serve out of your commitment to grandmom and them. We serve out of our commitment to God. Why? Because the people we serve with are imperfect people. Mm. See, this is a hard pill to swallow because I have had conversation after conversation. I've been in church all my life. I've had conversation after conversation with people who leave churches because they met at people. Uh, and so, okay, okay, I got it. You mad at them, so you go to another church. No, I ain't going nowhere. Why? Now, you, now we're not serving God because of people? Could it be that your attachment was too much to the people and too little to God? Wasn't it you that told me you got angry at work the other day because somebody mishandled you? Did you quit that job? Oh, no, you went back the next day? Why? Because I got I to gotta make a, uh, I got a commitment to my family. I got to pay my bill. Oh, so we will work at a job <laughs> where the people offend us because we have a commitment to our families. But we won't serve at a church where people offend us because we don't have a commitment to God. Look how y'all looking at me. Look how y'all looking. Look how y'all looking. Come on. You go to one McDonald's and the people are rude. But you never say I'm not going to McDonald's ever again. You just say I'm not going to that one. Mm-hmm. Holy Ghost told me it was going to be tight. I feel it tight all up, all up and through here on the platform. Tight. Because our commitment is to God. That is why I serve. My daddy always told me, Tim, whatever you do, do it for the Lord. Yeah, daddy, but what about the people? Do it for the Lord. Because people will let you down. But when you do it for the Lord and your belief in him and you know that he is faithful, <laughs> that he who promised is faithful. Come on. He teaches us, number one, that serving is our is connected to our belief. I believe in God. That's why I serve. Listen, I want to be clear. I am not in any way teaching in a vacuum. I know. See, people don't like this kind of stuff coming from the pastor because we believe what well, pastor going to say that because he's going to want you to serve and work. Listen, I want to not work like you want to not work. You can ask God how many times I say to him, hey, don't you want to give me another job? Don't you want to don't you want to like meet my needs another way? But then I remember, you know what? It matters not because I'm serving you. If heaven can get happy over one person receiving Jesus, surely I should be OK. And so my commitment is to him. I've been mad at God over and over again. But I've said to him, no matter what, I'll never not serve you because my service speaks to my commitment and it connects to my belief in God. I would suggest to you, I would suggest to you that we got to believe in God more than we believe in church. Mm, I don't, we don't like that. I don't listen. 
It, it just is what it is. We got to believe that the church is the entity that God works through. But we also got to understand that church being the entity that God works through is also people he worked through. And people drop the ball and they are imperfect and they have challenges and issues. But our service needs to be because I'm committed to you. Y'all still alive? Put a heart in the chat if you're still alive. Just put a, put a heart. <laughs> put a heart if you're still alive. Let me see the heart. Number one, service is connected to my belief in God. Here's number two. You ready? Serving is a part of my righteousness. <sighs> Remember, righteousness is vertical and horizontal. Righteousness means to be in right standing. And service in the body of Christ in the kingdom of God, serving, being a servant, the greatest is being a servant. If I'm going to be in line with God, I got to serve. Why is that? Because God so loved that he served. It causes me to emulate his character. He sent Jesus who left the throne to come here and serve. So my righteousness, my being in line with God has something to do with my, with my, uh, my service. Wait, but then horizontally, in order for me to be right by people, I got to serve them. Zechariah was serving, listen, at the hour that the people were outside praying. He was creating an atmosphere for the people to connect with God. See, that's what real service does. Real service, being a servant in the kingdom, says, I want to create a space. I want to invite you to sit down. I want to give you hand sanitizer. Come on. I want to tell you how to park. I want to work the camera. I want to work the sound. I want to sing. I want to teach the children because what I want to do is create an atmosphere. For the people to touch God. That's what Zechariah was doing. And he was doing it. With an issue. He was doing it with an unanswered prayer. Which is point number three. Here's lesson number three. My life does not have to be perfect to serve. Ma'am, sir. You can serve frustrated. <laughs> See, that's what, oh, no, we keep listening to the people that tell you, hey, if you got all that in your heart, you don't need to be serving. No, baby. If you got all that in your heart, you do need to be serving because service to help push that right on out your heart. Look how y'all looking at me. Yeah. You disgruntled. You unforgiving. You carrying around hurt and issues. Tell God I'll serve anyway and watch what he does. Your life didn't have to be perfect to serve. Wait a minute. Does your life have to be perfect to receive a blessing from God? Why then all of a sudden your life got to be perfect to serve, ma'am? Sir, I'm just sick of people. Are you sick of you yet? Well, you going to stop serving because you're sick of people? 
Do you ever get sick of you? You don't want to make the wrong decisions in your life, but you keep on living. You keep on pressing. Come on. Y'all don't, y'all don't want to talk to me because I'm telling the truth. We have the smallest and the most simple excuses. And don't get me wrong. You got them and I got them. But we got to choose to still serve God because our lives don't have to be perfect for us to use, for us to be served by him or serve to us, serve him or to be used by him. If he's willing to use you, why wouldn't you be willing to serve? I tell you, if your pastor ain't quit yet, you are not. Because if he'll use me, I tell him all the time, if you're willing to use me, I'm willing to be used by you. I ain't perfect. Dumb, stupid decisions, bad ones, but you still anoint. Because he says, if you're willing to be used by me, I'm going to use you. Look how y'all looking. Look how y'all. And some people ask me, how is it that you walk into your purpose so confidently? It's because I know that as long as I'm willing to be used, he'll use me. You are your biggest hindrance. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. You are your biggest hindrance in walking in the purposes of God for your life because you feel like you got to be perfect for God to use you. And God said, I ain't never told you that. He said, I ain't. That's what God, I ain't never. God uses Ebonics depending on who he talks to. He said, I ain't never told you that. And if you will let me use you, I will. Okay. The lesson. You, uh, he says, uh, serving is connected to my belief in God. Service is a part of my righteousness. My life, number three, doesn't have to be perfect to serve. Here's number four that Zechariah teaches us. Number four, I must seize the moment for service. Y'all, here's the deal. Because there was so many priests in each division, most priests only got one or maybe two times in their lives to serve in the temple because there were so many people, so many priests that everybody had a, had a day. Okay, now it's your turn. Your turn may not come up for another 10 years. And so what he teaches me is that if I got an opportunity to serve, I need to seize the moment. Y'all, I hear, I hear, I hear the old saints that I was growing up at Oak Grove. They would sing the song, this may be my last time, I don't know. See, we don't believe that kind of stuff anymore. That's why we can sit at home with attitudes as if we're going to wake up tomorrow like it's promised. And, and this man is saying, no, no, no. I know I got an issue and I'm waiting on God to move, but I may not get this opportunity anymore to serve. Oh, come on. My dad would say, believe I testify while I have a chance because I may not get this chance anymore. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? Because the opportunity that God gives us to serve in his house, you don't know what could happen to you. And you walking away from opportunities to serve. Look at your neighbor on the, on the chat. Look at your neighbor on the chat and say, what's wrong with you? Now is your time. Move while the water is stirring. While the anointing is flowing in your life. You got a challenge, you got an issue, it's the best time to serve. All right, let me go. Let me go. So that was the lesson. The lesson, let me give you Three things to the unlocking.
Here's what the Bible says. The Bible says here, verse 11. (laughs) Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him standing on the right side of the altar of incense. Wait, where was Zechariah working? He was working the altar of incense. The angel came where he was working. I'll leave that alone. And said when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled. And he fear and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer is heard. And your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son and you shall call his name John. Can I give you the first unlocking? Here's what God does. These people come to the temple and serve. While they serving, they still praying about not having a son. Who knows? They could knock on the door of the temple at any moment and say, hey, Zechariah, you got to go, bro. You don't have a child. I mean, we tried to keep you as long as we could. We gave you all all the time, but it's obvious. Both of y'all are old to death, and it ain't going to happen. But instead of him worrying about what people was going to do and what people were going to say, he was committed to his service to God, and then God starts unlocking stuff in the life of uh, Zacharias and Elizabeth. Here is number one. Here's what this unlocking teaches me. You ready? God works in spite of the negatives in your life. Oh, what do you mean, pastor? Remember the text. The text says that they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and old And Zechariah was old. So now we got a double negative. You can't carry a baby and you can't make a baby. A double negative. And in the midst of the double negative, God unlocks something. And I don't care how you slice it. You could talk to me about the odds in your life. You could talk to me about your failures. You could talk to me about your, uh, your lack of edu- education. You could talk to me about the fact that, hey, I'm too old now. And I will tell you that if you will serve God, he will come in and work in your behalf in spite of your negatives. Who am I talking to? I don't care what you've been through from sickness to divorce. Come on to jail time, whatever it is. God says, your negatives don't scare me. I'll use you if you want to work. And he says, when you start working, I'll start unlocking stuff in your life. You don't have a dead boat in your life that's too big for me to get through. Double negatives. And the angel came to where he was working. I love it because it wasn't a dream. It wasn't a prophecy. Come on. Another priest didn't come in. The angel, God sent an angel himself and stood right beside where he was working. Could it be that God has already sent an angel to the place where you should be working to unlock the next place in your life, but you're not there? Here we go. Number two. Number two. God doesn't just answer prayer. (laughs) He gives miracles. At the place that God unlocks for Zechariah and Elizabeth, it's not 
just an answered prayer. The prayer was, give us a son. He says, I can answer your prayer, but at this stage in your life, it's no longer an answered prayer. It's a miracle. (laughs) And God sent me to tell you that there's some stuff that you've been waiting for me to answer. And he says, it's been long enough and I'm going to send a miracle to you. That's how you know it's me. Because it's a miracle. See, maybe 30 years before this, if they had had a baby, they would have thought, oh, well, maybe we just wasn't. Maybe it was just me. Maybe it was just the way we was laying. I don't know. But now they realize. Can't nobody do this but God. And God says, Zechariah, Zechariah, because you're serving the way you are. I'm going to meet you at this place of service, sir. I'm not just going to answer your prayer, but I'm about to send you a miracle. Can I tell you the third thing? And I'm done. God doesn't just give miracles. (laughs) He unlocks bonuses. What are you saying? So, y'all, these parents just don't have a boy. They give birth to John the Baptist. John the Baptist was the opening act for Jesus Christ. John the Baptist was a son that came in to change the flow of history in the world. God says, I'm not just going to answer your prayer. I'm going to give you a miracle. But then the miracle I'm going to give you is a bonus because you're about to give birth to a guy that they'll be talking about for thousands and thousands of years to come. Why? Because you in here serving with an inconvenience. Bonus. Remember I told you now, God unlocks. They go from miracle to bonus. But it happens while they were serving. And I want to encourage somebody today that as you serve God, God will not forget you. He will not forget. That's why you can't hang your service on people. Come on, willingly or unwillingly, people may forget to say thank you. But God will not forget. Look at Hebrews 6 and 10. Here's what it reads. For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown toward his name to him. Just want to pause right here. I won't forget the work that you do. Listen, toward me, God says. Now he's talking about motive. Because some people go and serve so they can be seen. But God is saying, if you serve for me, you'll step over some of those inconveniences and some of those hurt feelings that you have. God says, you'll step over that. And when you step over that, I won't forget it. He says that the love that you have shown toward my name in that you have ministered and minister to the saints or have ministered to the saints and do minister. Look at what it says in verse 11. And we desire, the writer says, that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. He's writing that says, listen, some of y'all are serving, but I want everybody to start serving like this. Look at verse 12. That you do not become sluggish, he says, but imitate those through the faith and patience who inherited the promise. Listen, 
God is not going to forget about your work. Did I happen to mention that the name Zacharias means remembered of Jehovah? (laughs) Maybe Zechariah thought that God had forgotten about him. But how could he? His very name suggests that God won't. But God says, son, sometimes I delay answered prayers so I could send you a miracle. Mm. I don't know who that's for, but I want to encourage you that God has not forgotten about you. It may be delayed, but a miracle is on the way. You got to keep serving. Remember the lessons so you can partake of the unlocking. And I'm a living witness that when God unlocks more in your life, you can't eat. The devil can't fight it off of you. People can't curse it off of you. But you got to keep serving. Look for ways. Look for ways to serve. Don't be complacent. Don't get satisfied. Listen, get your attitude off your shoulders. And remember, you do it for God and not for people. Because if you keep doing it for people, you're going to be hurt. You're going to stay hurt. But when you do it for God, you'll stay driven and motivated to be the best you can be. Listen, to others for God. Man, I know I'm preaching good. This, this message ain't popular. This ain't popular. This ain't popular. But this is the word of God for the body of Christ right now. He says, I need you to serve because I'm starting to send people into my house. I'm starting to send people. And for those of you who have been praying for me to grow the body, he says, if you're not willing to serve, you probably shouldn't pray for that. But for those of you who want to labor, Jesus says, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he sends workers. And if any of you are out there who have been serving and you're tired, God says, pray. (laughs) Pray, and I'm going to send you some helpers. I'm going to send you some workers because the harvest is white. But the laborers are few. I know. Pastor, I got enough on my plate. I would suggest to you that you reprioritize your plate and make the service of the kingdom number one. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. That's exactly what I'm going to say. Teach your kids. First priority is the house of God. Because when we do, God makes you first priority. It's in the text. Come on. You want to unlock more? See, we keep praying for what God says. I've given you the keys. Unlock it. I think I said it last week. We keep asking God to do a thing. And God says, you don't have to ask me. I've given you the ability and I've given you the access. What are you waiting for? Surely you don't think I'm getting ready to come down there and unlock more to your life when I've given you the key. You keep hearing this fat guy tell you every Sunday what to do and you're not listening to him. What what you want me to do? Come on. God says, I am looking for the servants. But when you serve me, I will not forget it. And I will unlock miracles and bonus in your life. Let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name.
I give you thanks and honor today. Thank you, Lord, for the courage to release your word. Thank you for the anointing to do it with ease from you. Now, Lord, I pray that my family that's listening today, that they will hear and respond to your word. Holy Ghost, check our motives so we'll be doing it for the right reason. <laughs> check our, our, uh, our stamina so that we can hang on in there even when times get hard. God, check our pulse for purpose. That our, our desire for your purpose in our lives keeps beating at the right pace because you called us for such a time as this. We give you honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, listen, all the information that you need is on the bottom of the screen. I'd like for you to take some time. If you want to serve in the house of God and if you've not given your life to Jesus, you could do that today and get to work. You can get to work. He is ready for you. So if you like to give your life to Jesus, he has and will forgive you for sins. He will receive you into his body. And if you like to connect on that level, would you uh, type? There's a, a number on the screen that you can text to this number. Text the word new life. A team is waiting for you. Also, if you want to join Christ Center Church, you can do that. You don't have to keep standing on the fringes. You can come on in. You can type uh, connect to the number on the screen. Team is waiting for you. And I want to encourage you today. Whatever your hands find to do, do it. Do the work. Because when we serve God, God unlocks more in our lives. My prayer for you today is that you understand the fact that you are ambassadors of Christ. That you leave this place to seek and save that which is lost. I declare in Jesus' name that everything your hands touch will prosper. In every place the soles of your feet shall tread upon, you shall possess. I declare in Jesus' name that you are above only and not beneath. You're the head and not the tail. I declare that on your job, favor waits for you. You are not the problem, but you're the solution to the problem. I declare money comes to you, but not just money. Wisdom to handle the money that comes your way. I declare that your home is established in peace. That your marriage is whole, healthy, and satisfied in the Lord Jesus Christ. That your single life is whole, healthy, and satisfied in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the blessings of the Lord be upon you. Wholeness, benefit, prosperity, and favor may be your portion both now and forever. Go in peace, and the God of peace goes with you. Hey, I love you. Have an amazing week. Thank you for logging on.